0: Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace,
1: and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. What's the point? Yeah, I keep asking, what's the point?
0: (laughs) What's the point? And we talked about how it's for our growth and evolution what we're here that's what this consciousness game is all about
1: so let's start quickly can we define growth and evolution (laughs) let's just that's we've never defined it not properly
0: so growth as you might have noted i think when we were doing a video or something in a forecast growth is often seen as personal and evolution is more collective but we're also here for our soul's evolution right right our soul's growth and evolution. So it's not just sort of this human body with its own cellular memory. And here we are trying to get it to evolve. We know that in order to move earth and all of her inhabitants into a new paradigm, fifth dimensional consciousness, for anyone who just started listening to us.
1: (laughs) We got to be very
0: present. (laughs) We need to be very present for all of it. And we can't be present if we're stuck in our karmic issues. So we're having to grow up, we're having to pay attention, and we're having to contribute what we can to the collective evolution. Right?
1: And the whole point of karma is in in our views through our lens yes. is to get us to that point
0: absolutely and give us
1: all the tools in order to navigate the next bit it's not just a lol's joke <laughs> oh let's give them some shit and then they realize that they created it for themselves and then they can live a happy life no right. going through our karma we we build resilience we mm-hmm. build we learn how to trust we connect mm-hmm. to our higher selves we can zero in on our purpose we find out where we have joy, yes. and often a lot of the, and we and we connect to our power because karma is effectively where we're giving our power away. Exactly. So karma isn't pointless.
0: No, karma not at is all. just
1: the way to get there. It's not what we do once we've arrived, and the arriving isn't meant to come at the end of our lives. It's
0: meant to come as quickly as possible.
1: Precisely, and
0: you know, for anybody who understands and has done any work around karma, it is probably one of the fastest ways. To burn out all of your issues and grow, and
1: yeah. that's
0: why we do what we do, and we share the information we do, is because we want to fast track people. I mean, because we were joking about it yesterday. But <laughs> was it just yesterday? <laughs> and I think it was like
1: recently. Where you know, I was saying the years inside my karma. So twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's well, most all of my of your life. life. Okay. <laughs> years, like, what are you talking about? For the years when I started working through my karma on a more conscious level. Yes. Which is, we're really talking, so let's say from the day I met you, so November 2018.
0: Well, and had your first session. And had
1: my first, the day I met you and had my first session. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a bit. But I'd say that really, would, about three years of that, I was really in my karma, consciously trying to work through it. Yes. That's not a long time to figure out that you are the most powerful person in your world no. and that you can take full responsibility of it. In
0: the grand scheme, it is not. If you had been told from the first session, um, Raya, it will take you three years to burn out your karma and you know, tackle all of your fears and even drop your ego, you probably would have been like, um, can I do that in 12 months? Like, that's way too long. Can
1: I do it in 10 minutes? Yeah. Can you not wave your magic wand? (laughs) I wish. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I want to tell everyone I really wish.
1: But also, it's not three years of hell. Like, I know we've said Mm -hmm. this before. Like, it wasn't all bad. Actually, quite a lot of it was quite good. It was quite Mm -hmm. fun. Things get better and better and better. And that's what evolution and growth is. And this is what I think... I mean, I struggled with a lot at the beginning when we were doing this podcast is whenever I heard growth and evolution, I'd freak out because I'd hear pain, (laughs) lessons, at the end it'll be worth it somehow but it's going to be horrific in the middle yeah. because there's always this thing. You've got to be really uncomfortable to change. You know, you might like even with your muscles when you're like getting abs or whatever, like sit-ups aren't fun. Um, <laughs> Celebrate what your body can <laughs> I do to quote that. Autumn calibration. I, mean, I can't use that. You quote that to me so much, <laughs> but it's true. But it but the difference is celebrating over But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Celebrate what your soul yeah. can do. Yeah, exactly. But it's not, it's not always painful. And no. actually, as we've said, the only reason why you suffer is because you're, You're not actually suffering. You're just paying attention to old suffering, old pain. And so if you heal that, there isn't that suffering in the same way. Mm -hmm. And whenever I used to hear growth and evolution, that's what I still hear. Because to be honest, in my karma, yes, that often meant that things would get sticky for a bit until something would click. And then it wouldn't get sticky anymore. And it went on and on and on like that. And I always associated my going through my karma as losing the things I loved. But actually, I've come out the other side with everything I love during it and more. Mm-hmm. Everyone I love during it and more. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me is growth and evolution is and the and more. More love, more joy. You can only handle as much as you hold. You increase your capacity to
0: handle more, you can hold more. That's growth and evolution. But there's something else to this. And this is why this is season seven, episode 16, right? Usually this is when we're, about to introduce an idea that might just not fit with what how we might have earlier perceived or understood, right? And it's about change. Yes, betterment and improvement on what our current life situation might be, but it's also about change. And we've seen these past couple of years have sort of brought about a variety of changes or have pushed us to the precipice of change, some of which we can't yet see or understand or even ascertain because there's still too much uncertainty. There's still too much fear. We're still, so many of us are still swimming in our karmic issues that we're just kind of trying to keep our head down, waking up every morning and just getting our shit done in order to avoid the bigger shit, yeah. right? We're still trying to keep our relationships together. We're still trying to plaster over our broken marriages. Mm. We're still trying somehow to get our kids educated in broken systems, right? Like everything is just us trying to manage these, you know, a life in a very broken world and our broken down ways. And so as these things continue to come down and they will, they will, we will be pushed so hard until we finally say, fine, I give up, fuck this, or whatever, and the walls come crumbling down. Because we just can't keep putting our energies towards fortifying something that is not meant to be.
1: And when you say, I give up, <clears throat> what we mean by that is not, I give up, let the ground swallow me and die, is
0: I give up trying to pretend that unhappy is enough. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's what I meant by sort of for- trying to fortify mm-hmm. something that is just not meant to be anymore. Because yeah. we're not meant to be unhappy. We're not meant to be giving our energy towards a job that doesn't give back to us, right? Or a spouse, a partner, whomever doesn't want to reciprocate or share our love. Mm -hmm. Live in a city that doesn't, you know, where we don't derive any joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be very simple is that, right? But either way, we're going to be pushed to the point where we have to stop listening to that part of ourselves that says, Just keep doing what you're doing. Somehow it'll work out. (laughs) Because when we stop listening to the small parts of ourselves and start being guided by that larger part that wants something different, that actually is ready to embrace change, just as you were the day that you showed up at my door, you didn't know what it was going to bring, but you knew it was going to be something better than what you had known. Yeah. Anything has to be better than this.
1: And, And I don't really talk about it too much now. Um, And I don't even really think about it too much now. Mm. But the truth is, I was miserable. Mm. I was really lonely. I was very sad. I really didn't believe in any part of me that I could be loved for myself. But more than that, I really never believed that it was possible that I could be happy and have everything I wanted. And I'd accepted it. I just accepted my life was going to be like that. But I also hadn't. And I think that's what brought me to your door that day more than anything else is like, maybe it's time to try something new.
0: But, you know, I think it's funny or interesting is that most people don't really realize that what they're asking for is happiness. Yeah. They just don't want to be unhappy, but they don't even know what that looks like. I mean, we've come so far... That other end, right? That to even move back to um, what is effectively our divine nature, just yeah. to be whole and happy and healed. Where we talk about our soul's evolution, but we also have to remember that our souls are whole. They might still carry karma from previous lifetimes. There might still be issues there, but our souls are whole and intact and perfect as they are. They just, in this human life, there it does create that trauma and that dissonance. That then we have to kind of heal before we can then move forward, right? Mm. And evolve and grow. But now here's what's interesting and in what you sort of talked about in terms of, you know, the, the old me who is at my door. Or, is that the thing about 5D and what's to come is the fact that anyone who was born before 1999, it's very interesting that that was the cutoff they gave, they will undergo such radical shifts in their growth and evolution that they are not meant to be recognizable. That is, how many, that, that is how much growth and shifting we are meant to do.
1: When I think about it, the person who, for example, left to go to university, but the person who came back after those four years, she was a totally different person. Yeah. So what's the difference? It's just, you know, three, four years of radical study, except this time it was on myself and the secrets of the universe, which, let's be honest, are not so secret anymore because we've (laughs) spoken about it
0: at length. Yes. Yeah. But if we're not experiencing life, right, if we've had to kind of give up on some of the fun things, if we're not having fun, if we're not traveling or doing other things that actually do give us pleasure... Well, that's the point. That's what they were saying about 5T. What are the
1: two things?
0: They what were, are the two things? Harmony <laughs> harmony, and fun. Harmony and fun. And that makes total sense. Well, there's joy. And I could tell you, if you're constantly in the spiritual world, or on that sort of spiritual path, or I don't even know what I want to call it. I keep calling it different things, like through these like, past 20 minutes. But that's not fun. There's peace in it, and that's mm. relief from pain. Yes. I will tell you that is what a, that is very appealing to a lot of people. So much, and because it kind of keeps you in this nice, lovely bubble. But the reality is that you're still not living. Yeah. You're still not engaging.
1: And isn't the point to be happy? As, as we kept keep saying, well, for me, my sentence was to be me. Mm -hmm. And for it to work out. And that's not to be me and for it to work out. Because that's to be me and be in a room by myself so I don't have to figure out whether or not it will work out. Mm -hmm. It's to be me but still hide. Mm -hmm. And actually, I agree with you. I never fully understood how much I had changed. How much my life had changed. Mm -hmm. And how much I was capable of creating that change. Until I actually started going out. And I say this because I know the difference. I was in lockdown. I was literally locked into my house and then I came back out and all of a sudden my life was different. Yeah, And that was a very, very specific time which not everyone would have in the same way. Mm. You know, and it was very frustrating being stuck inside and all I wanted to do was go out and have fun and all those kind of things. But I didn't learn who I really was once I'd lost my ego and realized that I wasn't all the things I thought I was Yeah, until I actually went out and interacted with people. I didn't learn who I really was until I went on lots of different dates with lots mm. of different men and had lots of different relationships, mm. in a very short amount of time. <laughs> you know, I didn't learn. Well, you I... did
0: it Raya style, which was fast track. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I've got this mo, and it's about doing things in the shortest amount of time possible.
1: <laughs> if you know, yeah. And what we joke about married at first sight, I watched a whole bunch of those. I experienced like twenty five marriages. You know, perfect. You're like...
0: I feel like I've been married for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So what I find though is, as people do sort of take part in their healing journey, however they choose to, again, in the sort of season of, you know, spirit and motion, some of us might be working out our karmic issue through normal life circumstances, right. As opposed to taking the spiritual path, perhaps they're like, I'm going to get this job and I'm going to learn these things, or I'm in this relationship. And this is, you know, we're all going to find different ways in which we learn and, burn out our karma and tackle and approach some of our fears. But what happens sometimes once those go is then we can end up doubling down with our egos.
1: Yes. I've seen this so much recently.
0: Yes. And that's definitely what I was seeing as well, where it was, I cannot lose this one thing because then all will be lost.
1: I feel like this doubling down into like spirituality or spiritual terms or living on a mountaintop with, you know, with the Mm. OM not, and again, some people, that's their purpose. Good on you. Yeah. But actually, I'd imagine at this stage, in this part of the evolution, which we can all agree is this is what's happening. We need more active participants rather than passive ones. <laughs> so actually,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we need people living their lives yes. in a conscious way.
0: But I feel like there's, but there's something missing in that statement, right? Sorry, maybe I cut you off
1: because you were going to say something else. No, I didn't know how to say it.
0: But I think it's less about conscious living and is about being egoless. Yeah. Because even if those are, even if some are not in that sort of spiritual, you know, personal healing journey path, I do find that what people... And by the way, being
1: egoless is not just saying it is what it is. Oh, (laughs) detachment. (laughs) Yeah. That is not egoless. Yeah. Egoless is being open to the fact that you don't know everything. It's the humility. Yeah. It's the understanding that your identity is not fixed. Yeah, It's being open to, for your identity to grow. That change that we're talking about, you know, it's being open to being bigger and better and more yeah. than you have been before.
0: It's about allowing your outlook, all of your bodies, so all four from the spiritual to the mental, to the physical and emotional, and your work, and your life, and your sense of purpose, and your geography, and your relationships, to shift to the point where you can accept that, as you said, it's not all fixed anymore. Yeah. It's It's a really weird feeling. It's a very weird feeling because you're not rooted in anything anymore. Not anything familiar.
1: Yeah, but you're also rooted in something much more familiar.
0: Exactly. Because you do discover that the roots... Or that sense of rootedness from those things was just a sort of 3D illusion. Oh, yeah. Right? Because honestly,
1: all of those things could have fallen in at any time. Oh, completely. Obviously,
0: yeah. And they've know? all held. Ho- they have and they all. They <laughs> were
1: emotional breakdown, <laughs> mental breakdown, physical breakdown, fired from a job, uh, you know, 2020 for the past couple of years on. Like, that's just a purpose, geography. Like, it's all, it was all relationships. Everything's
0: been. It was lots. all.
1: You know, like, we, we were basically learning that none of it was actually forever anyway unless
0: we chose it to be. Yeah. It wasn't a given. And even if you chose it to be, it still may not have been yours to hold on to. Yeah.
1: But in the sense that nothing was a given. No. And everything was there to be surprising. When we can understand that nothing is a given, we can also understand that we are a given. Mm-hmm. I will always have my own back. Yeah. I will always listen to myself. I can do anything I want. Because I know that I will always be safe with me. Mm -hmm. And that gives me freedom. That gives me power. That gives me opportunity.
0: Which are all part of fifth dimensional consciousness, right? That's all part of that framework, which is freedom. The freedom to be our most divine self.
1: It's not about trying to reinvent a wheel like we have in there in the title it's not reinventing the wheel no it's really creating a new one that maybe has 17 sides and is round like a ball and can go in all different directions <laughs> and doesn't rather run just on electricity just electricity no <laughs> it just it just moves by itself you know what i mean like yeah. we have to start again from scratch and create something really cool yeah. because it's, it's still th- round shaped like a wheel is it though <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe it's a little bit different round shape maybe it has
0: many spheres who knows yeah the more we try to reinvent the wheel the more of 3d we end up holding onto Because that is still our wiring. And it's still going to take time to really work out that wiring, especially if we maintain any semblance of ego. And so it's scary to think. And even for you, like you said, you know, if you had known or heard in our first session, like you will not recognize yourself. Your life will look so different. On the one hand, that would have been rather exciting. Like are some who are like, woohoo, bring it because I need to like burn down my entire life. And there are others who are like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. I don't want that. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for you to tell me everything's going to be all right. And then I'm going to meet the person I'm hoping to meet or that I'm going to have this financial windfall or this job or I don't know, fill in the blank. It's time. And the reason why we need to devote an episode to this idea is that not only are we having to plant the seeds, but we also need to sort of beat people over the head with this idea. Sorry, we'll just bang on about it a little bit that if we cannot get our heads around the fact that our lives are going to change somewhat traumatically but not overnight no not overnight but in a way in which you know it will feel natural nat- it can feel natural it can for some no because they could just wake up and their spouse might be i don't want to be married to you anymore mm-hmm. that's not going to necessarily feel natural your mm-hmm. world it will have imploded mm-hmm. right so i just want to acknowledge that it may not feel natural for some because maybe they were coping for too long or living in denial for too long so when the thing when when the change comes, it feels like... something we just talking dynamited. about people
1: starting their calming journey? Are we talking about people starting- We're talking about
0: everything. Okay, fine. And for everyone. Okay. Because we're getting to a point where people are going to not be able to exercise the choice to ignore their shit anymore. So depending on how long they've lived in denial, depending on how far they've gone in their coping mechanisms will sort of determine just how much of their lives will blow up to the point where it's going to look dramatically different overnight, or they'll be ready for the sort of more organic unfolding as you might have experienced. Can I ask um, a question? Yeah. How does one know they don't have an ego? How well can you confront uncertainty? Because the ego likes certainty and familiarity. If I'm open-minded and hopefully open-hearted because I'm healed, I can have an open heart, then I won't mind what happens next. And again, so uncertainty, being able to live with uncertainty, not because you accept chaos, because that's not the same thing, right? Mm. Because chaos is created because we can't live with uncertainty, is detachment. But like real true detachment, where it's almost like you can accept That the meaning of life is growth and evolution and then just accept that life has no meaning. (laughs) Right? Like, fuck it. Like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's funny, though, because I was thinking about this recently. You know, when I watch people fall in love, when I've experienced it for myself, it's a risk. You don't know. It's Mm -hmm. vulnerability. Am I going to get my heart broken? Am I going to have the, you know, moments of joy? Uncertainty is going, let's find out. Mm. I know I'll be okay no matter what, that's the detachment.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> it's about being courageous enough to go mm. for what your heart really desires mm-hmm. in a moment, in a feeling, and know you'll be okay no matter what happens on the other side, whilst having the hope that it'll be even better than what your desires mm. are telling you it could be.
0: Mm. that That's detachment? Is that what you're that's saying? That's just for me, general, life, your post karma life. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. your ego. But, but that's also detachment
1: because I think it's, you you are a little bit detached because you don't know how it's going to work out. Mm. Like, I think the attachment is with the ego defining. This is the expectation from this action. Mm-hmm. This is the expectation from this.
0: Yeah. But there's another aspect to detachment that we don't talk a lot about, which is allowing. Because sometimes, and we're going to talk, we're, well, we could discuss this later, because mm. it's really not for this season, because we have you know, this sort of spirit in motion. And, you know, in your post-karma life, when you're, you know, working with magic, you know, sometimes it's just a wish. And that's exactly where we're getting to, right? It's not even about pursuing our heart's desires, Yes. Yeah, but question. it's just about allowing.
1: Has magic been available in 3D? No. So in order to use magic, one must be in 5D? Yes. And so once one is in 5D, magic always exists for them. No. Why? They
0: must be able to avail themselves of it. And how so a person in 5D can be and needs to be, as we've said, egoless, less and fearless. But it might be two things. Their purpose does not require it.
1: That sucks for them.
0: Not necessarily, they Sorry, have enough. I, I removed that,
1: I remove that. I remove that.
0: <laughs> well, no, you could. I mean, because, yeah, you would think. But at the same time, it could be that their purpose yields them enough abundance or whatever, where they're like, fine, I've got enough, I'm happy.
1: Yeah.
0: And the second thing is, while they might have shed all of that, they may not be in their full power.
1: And why wouldn't they be in their full power?
0: It might be because they're holding space for others. Okay. As in a parent. I was actually asking, is it sort of like if say they're like sort of five D ish in a s through like a surrogate. Mm. And it was actually almost as if they're serving as a surrogate. Oh, okay. For somebody who is not in five D. Okay. Right. Okay. Those would be the two main reasons. Of course okay. there are always exceptions, right? Okay, always. Fine. fine.
1: So for some people also could it be that they just don't realise that they have that power yet? They haven't embraced their own power? Um. Is no, not? because
0: not everybody's going to see it that way or regard it that way consciously. Okay. Right? Because you're just gonna have five D beings, like, and uh, so just imagine for a moment some of those those babies, <laughs> those those young ones. So just imagine for a moment those young ones on TikTok. Yeah. And how not all of them, but some, they know magic. They don't stop and say, "I'm a powerful being." They don't necessarily say, "I'm magical." They just think, everything I do appears. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's what magic is. That's how you define magic. Mm-hmm. Everything I desire appears. Mm-hmm. That's how they would define it.
0: That's one definition. Okay. Magic itself is a very broad umbrella, right okay. Effectively, if you want the broadest umbrella possible for now, for this teaching and understanding, it would be the divine manifest. As in the divine manifest in the physical realm. Okay. The divine experience, right? Not everything in the physical realm can necessarily be touched. Yeah. Or seen.
1: Yeah. So basically, magic would be the divine experience. Yes. Okay. But not, it's not
0: always an experience.
1: Okay. Experienced.
0: Yes, you can say that. If you want it, yes.
1: Okay. So how do, you, for, how do but, you use magic? How do you make magic?
0: That is not for today. Okay, I thought... I was, nice try. I, I to push it. <laughs> Nice try to like... We've got loads. We've got loads in there, though. <laughs> well, way to roll that one in there. and like, I just softball that question. <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, and we return it.
1: Might as well chuck it in there. It's
0: coming. It's just not today. Because what is 5D if not the divine manifest, right? How can you be or experience the divine manifest if you are any bit of that person you were in 3D? Hmm. How does that work?
1: Unless in 3D you also thought that somehow you were divine.
0: But you wouldn't have been 3D then.
1: Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. You're like, shut up, guys. Yeah, no, no, now it's making sense, yeah. Yeah. But you could have been transitioning. Because it's not like one day you're 3D, the next day you wake up and you're 5D.
0: It's like everything else. It takes time, it's degrees. We will grant you that you are correct in the sense that one's growth and evolution is always done in degrees. Yeah. But in the magic in which you are really trying to grapple with and bring forth (laughs) for yourself... really effectively but you know for the collective sure (laughs) well Well, you know we say serve
1: ourselves and we serve the collective that's how it goes yes
0: Rhea okay (laughs) we'll laugh along with you (laughs) but remember we see all so we know what your motivation is Okay. okay what we're talking about is a lot bigger and again cannot be experienced by anything or anyone that has anything to do with 3D okay and that is what we keep saying it is not a 3D thing at all it is purely 5D so it's but
1: higher consciousness.
0: It is beyond higher consciousness. That is how big you're getting.
1: Divine manifest.
0: The divine manifest. The three words.
1: The divine manifest.
0: So that when you see yourself as the divine, yeah, or you grasp that you're that divine, okay? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: If we want to make that distinction yeah. for one's comfort, fine. Then everything else outside of that... Is meaningless you do not exist from that space of meaninglessness
1: no that has no, no,
0: no, no. always been the irony or the contradiction or the dichotomy and the struggle that people have often faced with confronting 5d in that reality which is the fact that it means everything and it means nothing but it also has to mean something or 5d will not come to be understand and accept that change is inevitable and even if you don't feel like embracing it, like you, you weren't necessarily running towards it, right? You were, you were like, does it have to come? I know it's coming. Okay. I'm not a fan of change. No, you're not.
1: Making the choice to go from 3D to 5D was very dramatic for something that was very small <laughs> in the scheme of things.
0: Yes. Yes. In the grand scheme. It's really not that big a deal. It's what we're all here for.
1: I think about it a lot.
0: Yeah, but how I
1: cried for months because I didn't want to write like a chapter that meant that I was like free from my fears. Like I think about it a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I was so scared that on the other side of my fears were worse fears. Yeah, because I think for us as for humans, we've always had like you know a change means loss and loss means suffering. So there was it was always like
0: that. But as we know, loss also equals opportunity. You're just making space.
1: You're not actually losing anything. No.
0: And when you have opportunity, what does that mean? It's freedom to fill it with whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Because that's really what that change means from 3D to 5D, is that it's the freedom to then create the life as you see fit.
1: That's not, that's not suffering. That's <laughs> the goal. Because that's our fate, right? Mm-hmm. Create as we see fit is to create it within a whole different bunch of different possibilities, but the one on which we choose. Yeah
0: and it's scary. We don't necessarily want to be going through the sort of trial and errors of, mm. you know, life after our 40s if, you know, our marriages didn't work out or, you know, our our kids go off to uni or whatever. There's like so many things that happen even naturally that some people they hold on because they feel like the change comes anyway. Mm. But the reality is that The change is coming sooner. The change is meant to be.
1: A nice thing.
0: And it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. And honestly, I look at these younger generations, and it's not just because they're young that they're able to embrace it. They're literally wired for it. And they'd be better wired for it if we didn't teach them to hold on to certainty or to share our fears with us. Because so much of what's happening right now is that in order to abate our own fears, around suffering we're giving it to our children to hold Mm. and our children are being forced to hold space for Mm. our shit which is then impacting their own future and how they embrace things
1: that's why it can't really be slow like in 3D like we've just got to just
0: do it and now's the time we're on the precipice thank you for listening for more information articles and inspiration find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta
1: And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.